This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Elaine Homer, and we are so excited about this because Elaine is familiar with the glory. And I know Sid loves to talk about the glory, and that's the theme on his heart for the last couple years, and we're believing for the greater glory. And uh, one of the unique things about Elaine, she's a, she's a minister of the gospel, but she also ministered with Norval Hayes for over 30 years, who was on this program before, and we uh, loved the ministry of the late Norval Hayes. And, and uh, it's been said that when Elaine ministers to people, that they would literally melt under the anointing. What I mean by literally melt is they would just be so consumed with the presence of God, and, and, and God has used her in mighty ways. And so, Elaine, thank you for being with us. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Very interesting story. When your mom uh, was pregnant with you, she was at church, and a prophet said, the baby you are carrying is going to sing and be a minister to multitudes. And I thought that was really neat. And um, for your mother to see that prophecy come to pass, what would she do when you were real little about teaching you how to speak? Okay, you know, my mom uh, was raised a wonderful, uh, in a one, wonderful Methodist home, and she began to seek God and was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So when she became pregnant with me, she had made a choice that this child was going to follow God. So she didn't let me say mama when I was like a little, a little girl. She taught me to say Jesus. <laughs> so my first word was Jesus. When, when I started talking. So when she received this prophecy, she knew that I was going to sing. She had all the, you know, the, the prophecy. But when I was three years old, uh, of course, a three-year-old child is, is still learning to talk and, and all these things. She would sit me up on the altar at our church, and uh, she would say, okay, Lane, uh, we know God's called you to sing, so just sing. And <laughs> She would sit with me for like 30 or 40 minutes uh, uh, during the day, and we would, uh, I would start singing, and I would sing Jesus Loves Me and, and uh, All the Little Children of the World. Um, he's got the whole world in his hands, things like, like that type of song. And it was just remarkable. She encouraged me. She said, God has called you to sing. So by the time I was three, I started singing. When I got 11 and 12 years old, uh, I was singing on the streets because my dad had an old-fashioned tent. So we started singing under the tent in storefront buildings, in brush harbors for different ministries. By the time I was 13, I made my first album. So my mom, uh, receiving that prophecy, you know, the Bible says train up a child in the way it should go. Yes. So, so my mom knew that that meant train up the child into the anointing and the call of God that's on the child's life. So she said, you know, sing. And, and sometimes um, I was such a singer that I felt my parents felt like I was probably going to drive them bananas singing 
because I sung constantly. Let me ask you a question, Elaine. Uh, if if there's people listening that have little children and they're, they're saying, well, I don't really know what the destiny anointing or call is on my kid's life. How, how would you teach them how to begin to cultivate that within their kids? Okay, well, the, the one fact, like my children, that I can tell you what I did. Uh, I prayed, and I dedicated them to the Lord, and I knew that they had the call of God on their life. Every, every person has been given a measure of faith for the gift that God has chosen for them. And I knew uh, that if I would pray and pray in the Spirit, that God would show me. So my, my, my first son, I knew he had music ability. I knew that, so I bought a set of drums, and then I bought a piano, and then I bought an organ and anything. And, and I've got pictures when he was two and three years old sitting under a tree with a little guitar. <laughs> so I would just say, Jonathan, uh, the Lord wants to, to use your hands. And now his degree is in music. He has uh, the ability. He can play lead guitar, organ, piano, drums, anything you want. He can play now. So you you discerned what God was doing, and then you cultivated that and prayed into it. You have to do that. Ask the Lord. Anything you ask God for, if you will wait on God, the Scripture says, seek me, and you will find me. That word seek means inquire of. And he says, seek me, inquire of me, and you will find me, because I'm required to let you find me if you seek me. That's my word. At the age of 27, you were literally every weekend singing for God and singing in church services and under tents, and you could feel that strong anointing uh, everywhere you would go. But then the Lord spoke to you during that time. What did he say to you? He said, I have called you to preach my word. And it shocked me so much because, you know, I was such a singer. I'd sung for 16,000 people a night with different ministries. And I was just, I loved it. My, my, my voice singing caused people to run to the altar. And so I, I said, now, God, I know your voice, and I know you said you've called me to preach. In fact, he said, you have sung all over the world or all over the churches in America. And he said, now I want you to preach my word. And I began to tell him, I can't do that because I'm a woman and women preachers are not welcomed. And if I, if they, if they hear me preach, they may not let me sing. So God, I can't preach. And besides that, Lord, uh, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not welcomed, and I can't use my gift there. I, 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 I'm afraid. I, I have a fear, and I don't want to have fear because fear, it, fear itself is, is not good. And he said, I will promote you, and I will open doors for you that no man can shut. Wow. And then after only a few weeks after receiving that call to preach, I understand that you were invited to sing at a Women's Aglow conference. Walk us through that, what happened there with a, with a man that was healed and, and just, you know, from start to finish, what happened? Okay. Uh, you know, my husband was the only man there because it was Women's Aglow, but he was my sound person. So he set up all the sound equipment. And um, I had a message prepared 
the only thing that I could get when he asked me to preach. I said, God, please help me. So I sit down and I wrote a message on power in the name of Jesus with authority. And um, I preached for about 15 minutes. And, of course, it was my first message. So I thought I had enough notes to go an hour, but I didn't. It was about 15 minutes. And when I finished, I was going to turn the service back over to our president that day. And a custodian, a man working at the convention center, stepped in the doorway. And I'm looking straight back at him. And when I saw him, he had on a gray uniform. But when I saw him, it was like I was looking at an X-ray. And I didn't understand. I didn't know what was happening. I blinked my eyes, and I kept looking at him. But what I could see was the outline of his chest cavity or his chest, the, the rib cage. And uh, I kept on. I blinked another couple of times. I guess just stalling for time. I didn't know what I was seeing. And then all of a sudden, the Lord, the same spirit that said, I've called you to preach my word. He said, this man is going to receive a miracle. Ask him to come forward. As he walked down the aisle, the Lord said, his lung has been deflated. He only has one lung. And so when he came to the front, I mean, you know, like I was so uh, new at this. What do you do when God shows you an (laughs) x-ray? And you're just preaching your first message. So I said to him, sir, I'm not sure how I can explain this to you, but the Lord has spoken to me and told me he's going to heal your lung. He said, well, ma'am, I only have one lung. He said, the other lung is, is completely uh, deflated. It, it, it's not there. I said, well, did, it was through sickness? He said, yes. How did you know? I said, I saw it. And so I asked the president and the, the secretary and the treasurer to come and stand with me. And when we did, I said, the name that I just preached about, using authority in this name, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. And in his word, he says that he will answer. So therefore, Receive your new lung. And when I did, these ladies just about came unglued because you could feel the wind blowing. The wind blew into him, and he could breathe. He got air into his lungs, both lungs, the old one and the new one. And he was smiling and, and, and just clapping and carrying on. He said, oh, my goodness, I can breathe. I can breathe. <laughs> And the Lord gave him a new lung. And Elaine, what did that do for you? I, I understand that you, uh, that kind of wrecked you a- after that for miracles and being hungry for God. Oh, it did. I was so hungry. When I had that, call it what vision or word of knowledge, when I had that, it was like taste. You taste the glory. You taste this See, the Lord is good, and you're never satisfied if you can't help everybody or help people. So the next time, what happened is the, um, the, the, the people that were represented went back to their churches and told their pastors, and then about seven or eight pastors called me 
immediately and wanted me to come to their churches. Wow. Started going to all these people's uh, churches, and God began to do miracle after miracle after miracle. So I, I had a, an old-fashioned tent, and uh, being raised up with one, I bought a tent, and I took it to that area in, in, in Tennessee. And I took my tent there, and all the churches and everybody came and filled it up. And we had miracles. So it makes you hungry. You see what God will do and and the availability. If you're just available, and I, I just started having miracles, and I tell you, they haven't stopped. That's incredible. And I know in the rest of this uh, radio interview, we're going to talk about more of those miracles. But Elaine, talk to people about your brand new book, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory. Okay. In this book, I have um, testified and written some of the great miracles. I could write probably five of these books uh, because I've only told just a few miracles. But between each chapter, I wrote a life application because I want people that read the book to understand all these miracles are available to them. The glory of God is so strong in the earth right now that any person that knows how to hear the voice of God and will move into this wonderful anointing, they can have these miracles. God has already provided every one of them. And the only thing he wants us to do is to learn his voice and to learn to obey him. So when you read this book, it's so encouraging that the people are telling me, I couldn't lay your book down. I just kept on reading miracle after miracle, and I'm giving it to someone dying with cancer. And they read, in fact, just just this past month, the first week in May, uh, a lady came to me and she said, I bought your book. My sister was suicidal. I took it home to her. She read it, and now she's here in your conference because she wants to be delivered. Oh, man. Completely delivered that week. That's awesome. When we were first researching this book, uh, myself and Jackie, who produced the show, uh, we knew this was going to be good. And and uh, just so many wonderful testimonies. And the glory is on this book. And, and also your CD said, The Glory is Here. You're going to be talking about the power of praying in the Spirit, speaking to the mountain, hunger and intimacy. We have a bonus booklet signed, sealed, and delivered by His Stripes. What is that about? This is going through the book of Proverbs, which is such a great uh, book. And, you know, what what we've learned to do at our household, or every day, like if it's the first day of the month, we study the first chapter of Proverbs, second day, second, and we go all the way down through the 31st. And um, we understand how great this book is, but a lot of people don't understand how many healing scriptures there is in that. And so what this book is about, it's about the whole book of Proverbs and healing by his stripes. Even in the Old Testament, it's testifying about the Messiah, the wonderful man of Galilee who was going to be born. It's talking about his stripes, even in the Old Testament in Proverbs. So Proverbs is such a needful book that every Christian should study every day. That's one of the necessities, and the Lord has uh, has directed me to write this book 
uh, about his slides or about the healing anointing, even in the book of Proverbs. So when, when people read this book, they can have their Bible laying side by side, and it is just a real explanation of how God has placed the stripes on Jesus through the soldiers that day so that we could have our miracles and our healings and signs and wonders. And one of the people that you travel with uh, for many years was Norval Hayes, and I've always admired his ministry myself. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. He's seen a lot of healings, and he kind of was ruthless with his uh, attack against sickness. And give us a couple quick nuggets about what you've learned from that, that ministry. Okay. One of the things that Brother Norval has really instilled in me is don't be afraid. Don't ever uh, care or carry anxiety about people that need to be delivered. Now, you know, when you say he was uh, so strong, one of his strong things was casting out devils, right? Yes. You know, he would he would stop in the middle of anywhere. And for all these years, uh, the conferences that we've done, he'd say, Lane, now tonight I'm going to cast out devils, and tomorrow night you're going to cast out devils. And I think, oh, Lord, help me. But but it, w- it didn't matter. It always uh, came from his mouth. Don't shy away or don't be ashamed from casting out devils. He said, Elaine, you don't need to take anybody in a back room. He said, just tell the thing to go, and it has to obey you. So we've done this so many times. Another thing he would tell me is, Elaine, don't ever be, and he would call it flaky, (laughs) flaky, flaky. He said, don't ever be a flaky Christian. He said, because, you know, flaky people, they don't really believe God. They just like to go to church like a social club. Wow. Don't be flaky. He said, you use the gift that's in you. And he said, and, and always come against the devil. Don't let the devil come against you. You come against him. Oh, I like that. Yes, those things I'll never forget. He was a mighty, he was my spiritual father. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Okay, Elaine, you were preaching the gospel, and you had this unquenchable hunger for God, and and somebody told you, you need to listen to this tape by a man by the name of Dave Roberson. You listened to it. It sparked a fire in you, uh, but then what happened? There's a, there's a story behind all this, and you being uh, filled with the Spirit. Yes. Um, the lady is Helen Turner, and she's a very good friend of mine. She came in and put a cassette tape on my desk at the office, and she said, you need to listen to this man. She said, I've never heard anything like it. And so I eventually, I kind of put it on the back burner, but in about three or four days, I thought, well, I better listen to this. So I did, and he was talking about building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. I had no idea. I didn't even know that that's the scripture in the Bible at that time. And so I I told her, I said, okay, I like the tape. She said, good, because we're going to go hear him. He's about a two-hour drive from us. So we get in the car the next day, and uh, we're going to go to his meetings and hear what he's all about, you know. And as we were driving over, I said, Helen, wouldn't it be neat if we meet him in person away from the pulpit, but that God gives us a divine appointment. She said, it'd be great. I said, okay, then let's start believing that we're going to stay in the same hotel he and his 
group are in, and and we'll get to hear him how he prays in these tongues. She said, "Oh, Elaine, that's really wild to believe for something like that." I said, "Well, the Lord said you could have the desire of your heart. We're walking uprightly before God. Let's believe it." So we we got in our hotel room, and I went over to the the wall. Uh, it was uh, like the dividing wall of our room, and I put my ear up to the door because I heard something mumbling, and I, I, I it was just like a, a sound, and I put my ear up to the, the door, and when I did, I said, Helen, <laughs> voice on the tape, and she said, oh, no. That's creepy, but funny. It's funny, but isn't it just like God? When you are hungry, yes, he feels you. He, he wants to get it to us more than we want to get it. Oh, absolutely. What we've got in us, we've got to get on us, right? And so I wanted this. Well, I stood there for about an hour and listened to this man pray in tongues. Finally, I drawed my step away, and we went to the church. It was church time, and I walked in. And when I walked in, some of the people at the church had heard me sing in another city. And so they go up to the pastor and they say, we've got a lady back here that sings. And don't you know that the pastor came back to me and said, would you please sing tonight? And it was a huge crowd. The place was packed. And I said, well, yes, I will. You know, this is, Ryan, I've never in my entire life said no. I've always sung everywhere, no matter where. So I said, okay, I will. And when I when I started uh, singing, I noticed that back in the back of the church, there was a, a table, like a book and tape and, and CDs and, and uh, cassettes. At that time, there were cassettes. And this funny-looking little guy, he stood up on the table, and every time I would stop singing the song, he would say, sing it again, <laughs> sing it again. And I sung the song three times. And I thought, you know, this is crazy. Somebody stands up and yells in the middle of the church, sing it again. But I obeyed. I sung again. And finally they introduced Dave Roberson. Guess who it was? It was the funny man standing on the table yelling, sing it again. He came up there and he said, I don't know who you are. He said, but God sent you to this place. And he said, for the next seven services, I want you to sit right here on the front row because I have some things to tell you. Wow. He preached from Romans 8. He started his message. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And he told us how to walk in the Spirit. For seven services, he stood in front of me and told me. And when I left that service, I had it. I knew how to move into the glory and the presence of God, mm. just because I wanted to, just because I wanted to, because if you're praying in the Spirit, it's an idiot-proof way to pray. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. <laughs> you have God the Holy Ghost speaking out of your mouth the perfect will, plan, and purpose of God. Amen. Boy, you're getting me stirred. Let's just pray in tongues for a moment. Is that okay? Yes. Robo 
Lord, I thank you that the rest of this interview will flow out of divine revelation from Elaine. Robo by your spirit, Tian Robo and if you're at listening to this and you are not filled with the Spirit, I pray right now that you open up your mouth and let it flow out of your belly like rivers. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit in Jesus' name. Boy, I really feel that, Elaine. I've, I've never done that on one of these radio interviews, but I just I'm, I feel a river coming out of my belly as you're talking. But go ahead. Uh, continue with the story. You were sitting there. He was saying, talking about walking in the Spirit. Yes. And see, I wanted, from the time I was three years old, I knew God. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit at eight. I wanted this this uh, glory. I saw so many people. I was in the great healing revival of all the evangelists. And I, I've watched people like Oral Roberts stand on the stage, point his finger at a big gorder that looked like a grapefruit, and it disappeared before my eyes. So you, you see how a little girl six years old can see that and want that kind of— a, Oh, absolutely. —for everybody. Because we don't need, we don't need to be, you know, lacking in the area of the glory and the healing mm. and the manifestations. We don't need to lack. We are the church of the living God. The spirit of the living God is in us. We should have everything and do everything that Jesus did when he walked the shores of Galilee. That's right. And, and Elaine, and to this day, you pray in tongues everywhere and at any time, right? Yes, I do. Yes. Because you, you teach that you have to learn to tap into that power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, you do. You've got to tap into the Holy Spirit. You've got to tap into that. And, and, and when you pray in tongues, you're building up yourself. First Corinthians 14, 2, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto man. But unto God, for no man understandeth him, how be it in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. Who are the mysteries for? The mysteries are not for God. No. God knows everything. The Holy Spirit knows everything. The mysteries are for us. What did God call your child to do? What did God call you to do? It's all in the mysteries. The thing you do is you pray in the Spirit, and you pray the perfect will of God for your life. Yes. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Uh, now, Elaine, moving on a little bit, you, you've seen so many miracles, uh, too many to count, really, and, and that's the truth. Uh, uh, tell me about the woman named Loretta that came to your meeting in Ohio. Oh, yes. Loretta? is still with me and travels with me, and it's been 17 or 18 years ago this happened. She was sitting in the congregation at uh, a church in Botkins, Ohio, and she had been torn whether to come to hear a woman preacher or go to another church that night. And the Lord said, that's my daughter, and she heard it, and so she came to my service. As I got the, the message delivered, and I began to move in the gifts of the Spirit to the Word of Knowledge and Word of Wisdom and speak to people. She was sitting there, and the Lord said, she's dying. He spoke this to my spirit. He said, she's dying. 
with an incurable blood disease have her stand. So I said, ma'am, uh, I know that you don't know me and I, I don't know you. I've never spoke to you. She said, that's right. I said, would you please stand? I'd like to minister. And she said, yes. She stood. So I said, you have a rare blood disease and it will bring forth death if you don't receive your miracle. And she began to cry. She said, my cousin has just died with this disease that runs in our family. Mm. And she said, I don't want to die. I said, and you don't have to die because the healer, Jesus, has paid the price and already healed you. I'm just here to encourage you to receive your healing. And she was slain. The glory of God came over her when I laid my hands on her, and she was slain in the floor. And as she was laying in the floor, her legs began to have these feelings of burning and, and tingling. She got up and went to the restroom and looked at her legs before like grapes of tumors filled with blood, the rare blood disease. And the tumors were, were, were like knots, like filled with, with, with blood. And when she got to the restroom, every single tumor was gone. Wow. She came back out into the auditorium, and she told everyone, I have received my miracle. Amen. I mean, what that woman must have been thinking, uh, Miss Loretta, when when those tumors fell off. I mean, I've it makes me hungry to see the healing power of God like never before, Elaine. And and for those of you at home, you're listening to this by divine appointment. And I'm believing at the end of this radio interview that you will be healed of whatever you've been asking the Lord for. I want you to tell the story of when the power of God hit the Baptist church. What happened? What was the result? Okay. A lady in a, a ladies' ministry, they have Ladies' Day. It was in Michigan. And they invited the lady invited me to come and speak. So I didn't know any of the uh, church officials or anything like that. And when I got there, it was a very quiet, uh, nice church, very nice, but very quiet and very uh, subdued. Reserved, yeah. I thought, oh, God, why did you send me here? <laughs> Church, 
they don't they don't know what to think because they're not used to the gifts of the spirit. So I asked her to step out into the aisle. She did. And I prayed for her. And I told her, this is going to leave because the glory is here. You have to always remember when God sets a divine appointment for you and sends you to a place that you don't feel comfortable, he's got something on his mind that he's going to do great. Oh, yes. So, so, so don't be afraid. And um, I prayed for her, and she was slain in the spirit. The glory was there. And I walked back to the front and went over to the corner of the church. She got up, went to the restroom, and passed the tumor in the church toilet. And now she's coming back in. It's about five or ten minutes. She's coming back in, and she's screaming, it's in the toilet, it's in the toilet. And every the women that was with her go back there, and then they come in and say it's there. Mm. The pastor is thinking, well, all these people see this, so they asked me to stay another day. And I stayed another day. Seven deaf ears were open. I stayed another day. A lady in a wheelchair that had been in a car wreck, crippled for about eight years, started walking. Wow. And then the last night, we moved into an auditorium because the crowd was so large, the church wouldn't hold it. And so now we have hundreds of people in this church, and and and, it, and it's a Baptist church. And I'm, I'm ministering. And people are falling out all over the pews, <laughs> falling out everywhere. They don't have catchers. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. And so I, I ministered for hours to people. And my strength, physical strength, I was so under the anointing that I just went over to the, the, the side of the altar. And I leaned up against a pillar. And I just leaned up there and I said, God, look at this. People were dancing. People were slain. And and the Lord said this to me. Now, what can I do for you? I could have asked for anything, and I believe God would have given it to me. Mm. And the first thing that came out of my mouth, I said, oh, I want this more anointing. He said, you don't need more anointing. I've already given all the anointing. I sent the Holy Spirit. I've already given you all the anointing. The church has all the anointing. They just need to use it. Oh, that's good. And I said, okay, then I'll try again. And I said, oh, God, that I would have power to help these hurting people across America and the world that I meet. He said, you already have the power. I said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto you to use for me. And I said, oh, that's right. That's right. I already have that. And so he asked me again, what do you want? And I said, I want everybody in this church to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, (laughs) flowing in the nine gifts of the Spirit. He said, watch. And it was like a pillar of fire. I looked up into the ceiling, the top of that huge building. And there was like a pillar of fire, the glory, and it passed, started over here on the the right-hand side of me. And everywhere the light moved, people would just fall out in the floor, fall over in their seats, 
It was amazing. One of the most amazing things I've ever seen God do. When the light moved, they would fall under the power, but every one of their mouths, their tongues, their lips, it was all speaking in the wonderful Holy Ghost. <laughs> at, a, at a Baptist church. Yes, and it moved all the way around the whole auditorium, all the way across it, and then it went across the stage and got all the pastors, mm. the people that was there. It was a miracle of, I'm telling you, when you feel and sense and see the glory to that measure, You'll never be the same. Oh, I can imagine. I, it, it's making me hungry to see it myself. And, and as powerful as that story is and was and kind of wrecked you again, in 1982, you actually saw somebody raised from the dead. Exactly. Um, we put our tent up in Tennessee, and all the chapters that I've been speaking at for a glow, a lot of them came. A lot of the preachers and people came. So it was packed. And um, that night when I was preaching, I walked back to the back, completely back row, and there was a lady sitting there. She had a coat like a, a, a like a sweater uh, jacket laid over her arm. And I said, ma'am, the Lord told me to walk back here and tell you your arm is healed. And she said, I just broke it today. Mm. So we'll go back to the doctor. She went back the next day, and he went next ray and He said, I just put the cast on. You have to wear it eight weeks. She said, I'll pay you. X-ray my arm. It was totally healed. So she told everybody, and now the crowd's even bigger. And I'm sitting out at the back of the, of the tent in my car praying in tongues. My husband comes and knocks on the window. He said, Elaine, he said, there's a man that's passed away on the front row. I said, what do you mean, passed away? He said, he's dead. I said, how do you know? He said, there's two paramedics in there, and there's another set of workers at the hospital, and all of them have examined him for his vital. He has no blood pressure. He has no heartbeat. He has nothing, no pulse, nothing. And I said, well, well what are you going to do? He said, the preachers have already prayed for him. The paramedics have already taken his vitals. He's dead. He's purple. His eyes are rolled back in his head. I said, well, well, are they going to come and get him or what? And he said, no, they want you to come and pray. I said, oh, no. I pray for arms and legs, and I pray for headaches, and I pray for depression. But I don't raise the dead <laughs> before. Raise the dead. I said, honey. And he said, no, Elaine. They want you to come. So I go, and I kind of look around the corner of the tent, and there he is. He's a little bitty wee short man, and his eyes are back. He's purple. His wife's standing there crying. And I just think, oh, God. I went in, and I remembered when I was a little girl of this uh, uh, Pentecostal man, and he would kind of leap up on people. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll do what he did. I'll take my hand out, and I'll just go real fast and kind of leap up on him, put my hand and say, wake up. And I did that, but nothing happened. And I prayed again, thinking I'd use another one of the things I remembered preachers doing. And I did that, and he, he didn't wake up. So I heard the devil laughing at me. Mm. 
Wow. I heard the devil laugh. And I went over to this man, and I took him by the shoulders, like up under his arms, and I tugged on him with all my might, and I pulled him up. And he was falling as I was pulling him up because I wasn't strong enough to get him all the way up. But when I did, I screamed, in the name of Jesus, you will live and not die. And when I did, he regurgitated all down the front of the only pair of shoes that I had ever owned, expensive. Someone had brought me these red snakeskin shoes and a red silk dress from a boutique, and I had never owned anything like that, ever. And they brought me this gorgeous outfit, and I had it on, and he regurgitated all over me. And he looked up at me, and he said, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. And he started running, making laps around the tent. And all these people were running and screaming. His wife, they were following him. And I'm just standing there and vomiting. And I thought, oh, wow, this is awesome. <laughs> I cleaned myself up the best I could, and I went ahead and preached that night. On you will live and not die. Wow. And, and Elaine, after that happened, I mean, what a powerful story. This is what you teach. If you emulate somebody else, you will lose the unique person that God made you to be. No one has the same physical or spiritual DNA that God gave you. You have your own anointing and personality. Can you, we just have a few minutes left. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yes. You know, there's no doubt about it. We reverence and honor so many people. But, you know, I could never be a Norval Hayes. I could never be a Sid Roth. Don't you wish you could you could be someone else in their ministry? But you can't. So you have to be what God has called you to be. There is a God who holds the world in the span of his hand that loved you so much before you were intricately formed in your mother's womb. He knew you. Now think about that. Before my mom become pregnant with me, he knew me. Where was I? I? I'm a spirit. I live in a body. I have a soul. But I'm Elaine. And God created me before he knew my mother. Mm, that's good. Because he said, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you in Psalm 139. And he said, in your book, I wrote, in my book, I wrote the days of your life. So he formed you. He made you. He knows you. He gave me my vocal cords. He gave you your ability to minister and interview and do. Everybody has their own gifts. He did not want everybody to be a normal haze. He don't need everybody to be. He needs everybody to be their self. So I found out, you know that I can't be someone else, and I can't minister in their call. I have to do what God tells me to do. I have to move in the gifts the way God uses me. Because if I get out of that will of God and plan of God, then it's just flesh. And flesh cannot please God. Romans chapter 8 says that, that it, it will, you know, you, 
You can't walk in flesh and please God. You have to walk in the spirit. And the spirit is where the gifts are. So I made up my mind a long time ago. You're not going to be anyone else but you. And no matter no matter what, I may sound like I'm from Tennessee, Alabama area, and I am, but I can't change my accent. I've been living here all my life. So I have to be me. Someone might say, well, Elaine, you know, you need to do uh, uh, something like another woman preacher. But I can't. I have to be me. There's only one of me. No one has my DNA. No one has my hair. No one has my eye structure. No one has your voice. Did you know that you have a voice that can feel only God? That when you praise God, there's a place in God that only you can feel because he knows your voice. Mm, That's good. Your child, if your child comes to you and says, Daddy or Mama, you know that baby's voice. You can tell them apart from anybody. And that's the way God is. So therefore, he made us unique. He, he's given us all this power and anointing and glory. He knew where I would be today before I was born. He knows where you're going to be tomorrow and the next day. And he opens these doors. And you know what? No man can shut them. That's right. And I, I really felt like somebody needed to hear that today because you need to be you and flow in the anointing and the glory that God has given you and quit trying to be like everybody else and please everybody else. You just be you and be excited about that because God is. And Elaine, if you could just pray for healing for all those listening that need a miracle right now. Okay, I will. I will. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, every person Every cry, every heartbeat, everyone that's suffering and hurting, in pain, in fear, not knowing what to do, lack of of direction, depression, mental tormenting, soul mind games, evil mind games of the enemy, all these things on the earth that are tormenting these people today. I take authority in the name above every name, and I say, Jesus, you are Lord, and you have already completed when you said it is finished on the cross. You had already paid for sin, for sickness, for disease, for mind games, for mental torment. It's all covered when you said it is finished. So the glory of God goes through the airways right now. And we say, Satan, take your hands, take your presence away from these people now. Let them go in the name of Jesus. We minister health, healing, deliverance for the soul, mind, and body. In Jesus' name, rise up. Do something you could not do. If your feet are are, are twisted, if your hips are broken, if, you're, if, you're, if your hands, if your heart, no matter what's going on with you right now, take action and believe God that sent Jesus, his only begotten son, that he would pay the debt for sickness and disease and raise you up. Receive your miracle in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest Elaine Homer. And now here's Sib to tell you how you can get this special resource. Elaine Homer has prayed for a king and queen, and they were both healed, has seen the dead raised and the glory of God fall in a non-spirit-filled Baptist church. She walks in the glory and power of the Spirit and wants to mentor you on how you can do the same. In Elaine's new book, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory, in our exclusive three-CD set, The Glory is Here, you will learn that the glory of God is here. And Elaine will teach you how to walk in that glory and see the miraculous wherever you go, just like Jesus. Also, as a bonus, you'll get her booklet, Signed, Sealed, and Delivered by His Stripes, and learn about God's desire to heal and deliver you. Call now for Elaine's new booklet, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory, her exclusive three-CD set, The Glory is Here, and her bonus booklet, Signed, Sealed, Delivered by His Stripes, for an investment of $35 U.S. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Elaine Homer's new book, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory, her exclusive three-CD set, The Glory is Here, and her bonus booklet, Signed, Sealed, Delivered by His Stripes. Offer number 9632 for investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9632. Once again, that's offer number 9632.